Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, a podcast for and by successful business people who also deal with the pain and frustration of chronic illness. Here's Nancy Becker. Good morning everybody and I am so excited today to welcome our new guest. She's got wonderful ideas and thoughts and I'm just going to sit here and listen to her talk because I want to hear everything she has to say. Our guest today is Suzanne Carpenter and I want to say welcome Suzanne. I really am excited to talk to you. Tell us a little bit about who you are and why we're talking today. Oh, absolutely. Well, first off, Nancy, thank you for having me on here. It is my my just pleasure to be here having this conversation. So um, by trade, I um, am a certified nutritional consultant. So basically that means I just really understand food and how it fits in with the human body. But I realize that we have a serious problem and that's that women are suffering because they're frustrated and confused about what it takes to lose weight. So I developed inexpensive online programs to help them understand how to eat so they get the weight off and they keep it right where they want it and don't have to suffer anymore. Now at home, I'm a mom of four. I've been married 23 years. I live just north of Atlanta, Georgia, and I still turn a load of laundry pink about once every three or four months. And until really just a few years ago, I had a secret that I didn't plan to tell anybody, not even my husband. And little did I know that one day when I was asked a question, and this question was, hey, Suze, you say you would uh, die for your kids, but would you change for them? This question was a tipping point question that put my, basically my life path on a whole different trajectory. I had an eating disorder since I was in high school, and it was my greatest shame. It was, like I said, the thing I never planned to talk about, but when I was asked that question, I realized if I didn't get me fixed, then my daughters were very likely to have the same fractured relationship with food that I had and to continue to have that same awful voice chirping in their head. So what started out is just a way that I needed to help me to be a better role model and mother. Turns out that oftentimes your message comes from your mess. And I learned some key principles about nutrition that I couldn't hold in anymore. Kind of like a Mother Teresa complex. I had to let it out. So we're here today to talk about how taking this struggle that I have became a company, but how I built this company called Carpenter 180 in such a way that it met my ideal client's needs at a variety of places that they are on their journey, and how I built it also through having a chronic illness of a very tricky digestive tract paired with an eating disorder. I needed to make a company that was a little bit automated so that I could work hard, but not work smart, I should say, not always be just working hard. Yeah, absolutely. And and as I'm sitting here listening to you talk, all of these things are, are popping up in my mind. And, I, you know, I go, I think we have in general in the American population, I think we all have not maybe a, an eating disorder, but we have wrong eating 
her habits and you know i would i love a good salad but given the opportunity to have a salad or a hot dog i'm gonna pick the hot dog you know it, it's that kind of thing and when and i've been fighting this for a long time when people want to come on the podcast and talk about food and eating i'm going no that's that's not important i don't want to i don't want to talk about that that's not what i'm looking for but the more research i do on chronic illness the more i read that food and what we put into our bodies has a major impact yes Yes. So, you know, I think one of my questions for myself, and I love the idea is, would you be willing to change? I, I use the excuse, well, I have no ability to change what I eat because I have to eat what my husband puts in front of me. But I still, he asked me, well, what do you want to eat? And I'll ah. say, oh, just go get me a hot dog. You know, I, I say that kind of stuff because I want to make it easy on him. And how does someone who has these kinds of issues mm -hmm. um, change? How do they change? Well, so change happens over time, really. Like if you think about the story of a stone cutter, um, the stone cutter might have to take his axe to the stone a hundred times, but then on the hundred and first whack, that's when the stone finally cracked open. Did it crack open because of that one time that he hit it and it was luck? No, it cracked open because of the hundred other times where interest was compounding or weight was compounding on that rock. So first off, we didn't get here overnight, so we're not going to get out of here overnight. And realizing we're trying to create a lifestyle that we love and a pattern of eating is important in beginning to get the information that you need to make a true change. Then what happens is there's this element of teaching right on the front part of let me teach you what protein fat and fiber is fiber is a zero calorie part to a carbohydrate let me educate you about how these three nutrients in your body will do tremendous things for you in terms of turning off hungry hormones calming cravings balancing blood sugar helping you to feel good let me let me explain that and then when you're educated not influenced it begins to change how you think a little bit but people are really smart and they could get a meal plan off of a website and they could get a meal plan from a trainer, but we don't follow it because there's emotions and habits attached. So where we start out and I help people feel full, have weight loss out of the gate without hunger, and we're not doing a fad, but we're actually buying groceries and understanding how to build a plate, that begins to create a little bit of empowerment and that feels good because you're getting a little control back, then I can start getting into some of the emotional, psychological habits, um, thoughts, and beliefs about food and begin to get underneath it about why we're turning to food for comfort, for our friend, for soothing. And if we can get into that emotional place and unearth what food is substituting, then I can really help people go back to where I educated them on how to eat. It makes so much sense logically that eating any other way is illogical. Now, I didn't say we're going to take out chocolate-covered pretzels for the rest of your life or hot dogs even, but more so 
can we choose the right thing most of the time so that we're moving our health in the right direction and then having these thoughtful indulgences occasionally? Because it still is mathematically a calories in, calories out equation. However, it also matters what types of food we are putting into our body because it sends off these different triggers. So I say that nutrition is honestly hidden in plain sight. It's like when your sunglasses are on top of your head and you can't find them anywhere. You just, you're looking, you can't find them, but they're right here. That is how the world of nutrition feels. And I am empathetic to that. So what I'm able to do is take complex science pull down all the fancy words that we just don't need to worry about yet and begin with, here is the foundation of what you really need to start with so that you can begin to feel a pattern of success. And then we're going to move forward from that. So it's like I'm going back into what we should have been taught in high school and explaining the true fundamentals that matter, not what a lipoprotein is, not what um, the transporters for cholesterol are, but truly what do we need to buy at the grocery store and what types of meals and snacks do we need to be eating so that we can begin to get a handle on this thing. Yeah. And you know, that, that made me think I just had a picture of home ec in high school. I had my senior year, I had taken every advanced course there was possible. I and I had no, no classes left to take and I still needed to be there to be getting, you know, so I took a home ec class, not because I was really thrilled with wanting to learn how to cook, but because I just needed a credit. And I'm thinking the things we learned to make in that home ec class where I remember baking an apple pie, making a chocolate cake. I don't remember ever having a discussion on, you know, what were the right things to eat, how to make a salad, the, the division of foods on your plate. I don't remember ever doing any of that. So I think our, our training was way back even even then in in high school and that's sad mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because now look where we are 70 percent of americans are overweight that means well yeah two out of three are overweight one out of three is obese and truthfully you alluded to this the problem is if you don't have your health, you have nothing. And I think that that's part of the premise of this podcast is how do we do life with a chronic illness? The truth of it is that obesity and carrying excess weight, it's not about vanity or gene size. It's about those do lead to heart disease and hypertension and diabetes and inflammation in the body, which leads to a whole host of other problems. The standard American diet, which is mostly carbohydrate, which means sugar, sugar feeds cancer. So if we can, but the thing is, Nancy, that's not enough of a reason for most people to begin a path of changing how they eat. Their health is not enough of a driving factor a lot of times. More times than not, it is about how they look and feel about themselves. And as they begin to feel better about themselves, then their identity shifts of, I am a healthy person. And then when your identity shifts to that, an interesting thing happens. You start doing things that healthy people do and your body is becoming healthier because it was Hippocrates that said food is either poison or medicine. So it, it really does matter because in terms of being a business builder, 
this is where I get really amped up about this. I feel like many times I'll be around businesses and I'm the boring one in the room trying to get people to follow a pattern of eating that is sustainable, but about living a healthy lifestyle that you love. You still love your lifestyle. But what I know is when they're eating the cheeseburger and fries or when they're eating the big donuts and scones and coffee, they're becoming lethargic. They're becoming um, just kind of slower in their pace. Their blood sugar's all over the place. This holds people back from scaling business. This type of thing can actually make people feel less brave, less bold, less energetic to go chase the next scaling of the business, to take on the new task, to learn the new next thing. Because the truth of that is we're all called to build and scale these businesses to change somebody else's life, to do something to add value and service that solves a problem for someone else. And if we're not working at our personal best to provide our personal best, we're not giving service to our clients and they're missing out because we're not taking care of ourselves. Absolutely. Are you looking to grow your business in 2020? Nancy has a brand new mini book for all of you. She's written up her top five tools that she's used to grow her businesses successfully over the years. Learn Nancy's tips and tricks for free right now. Sign up now to get your copy. Go to free.businesssuccessunlimited.com. That's free.businesssuccessunlimited.com. Get yours today. Well, and that leads us in, I think, in a beautiful way into people having businesses who also have chronic illness. Yeah. And it is so difficult for anyone to run a business successfully. You've just articulated that beautifully. When you add on top of that, you add the fact that I'm in extreme pain. Mm -hmm. I'm exhausted. I have no short-term memory. I can't remember my own name, let alone, you know, anything else half the time. And if I eat at all, I'm usually eating something chocolate because it gives me a little bit of energy at the moment, you know, and kicks me when I'm exhausted. But in the long run, I wind up going to bed for three hours in the afternoon, <laughs> you know, because mm -hmm. that energy level goes way up and then boom, right yep. down like that. That's right. And I, I've heard so much about different things like be careful to not eat anything with toxins in it. Well, what the heck does that mean? Um, you know, be careful to only eat leafy greens. Well, lettuce, I've been told, has absolutely no value whatsoever you know those are all different things that I've read and been told so as a person who really doesn't know anything I eat what I want to mm -hmm. and then my business sucks yes what does the the layman do you know you've got a business you want to be the best that you can be you need these these you know, educational processes, they need to come to you and say, Suzanne, please, I want to hire you. But in the meantime, while all of this is going on, what's the tip that someone can do out of the box? Okay. So I have two things to say about that. The first thing, the tip out of the box is go to my website and register for free seven days of SOS and put in the coupon code pigs fly. 
the reason for that is I'm going to send all your listeners eight, four different types of grocery lists. I have that ready, like your basic grocery list, an online grocery list, a Trader Joe's and a Costco or Bee Gees or Sam's Club type grocery list. And they're not like those 17 page ones that nobody uses. These are the, oh good. Okay. This is what I should be buying. All right. I know I'm on track. So that's a resource that I have there. So the second thing is we want to be looking out of the gate at, they're called non-starchy vegetables and you can Google this. And non-starchy vegetables are broccoli, cauliflower, carrots, hearts of palm, zucchini, asparagus, squash, tomatoes, peppers, onions, things like that. Yes, your green leafy vegetables like your spinach, that's, that all plays in. But what we're looking for is fiber. And fiber is found in fruits and vegetables, legumes, and whole grains. Okay, I bet that just totally went over your head. That's why we need the grocery list. The other part we want to be doing is trying to increase our fiber to 24 grams a day for the first week, up to 35 grams a day every week after that. There's a reason, because fiber is a zero calorie part to a carbohydrate. Your body cannot digest it. It will swell in your stomach when you drink water. It will help you feel full. Your body will burn calories trying to digest this this fiber and it cannot. So fiber has so many health benefits in terms of balancing cholesterol, reducing risk for heart disease, lowering inflammation in the body, lowering risk for diabetes and um, colon cancer, breast cancer. The health benefits to going back to the super unsexy nutrient are ridiculous. But in terms of weight loss and weight management, that's the part of the carbohydrate we want to focus on eating more of and leave off just the high carbohydrates that don't have fiber in them. So I say at breakfast, or you want to be looking to have protein, fat, and fiber at every meal, make maintaining or losing weight, no big deal. So that's like the cornerstone of Carpenter 180, because what I want to do is clear up food confusion so that people can win at losing weight. Now, this is already confusing. I know if I were to sit here for an hour and give you an hour of nutrition information, you'd only remember the part that tugged on your heart. So now taking off the working like a nutritional consultant and answering that question, I'm going to put on the hat of business. I saw this problem. This was the problem. People would work with me one-on-one and they do But those are the people that are ready to face the vulnerable conversation because it's intimidating. Even though I am the least intimidating person on this planet, there's still an element of vulnerability and some are not ready to talk about this. I wasn't. That's why my story about being having an eating disorder is so important to know. I could never have talked about this with somebody for so long, but I was suffering. So I created what's called SOS and it's called Sue's on Your Shoulder. I created this as a solution to my clients because it's $15 a month. It's three to four minutes a day of an audio message that comes right to my customer's text. And it is teaching them. It's basically a nutrition course broken down into bite-sized nuggets of what they need to know in the right order so I don't overwhelm her so that she doesn't stop because she's frustrated and flooded with information. Rather, this is all coming just a slow, steady drip, and it's making sense, and I know how people learn, and I'm tapping into a learning pattern so that I can create real transformation for people because they understand. So the reason I developed Sue's on Your Shoulder 
was to help retrain how people think about food, how they learn about food, but also so that I can get into doing productive changes in habits and how they think about their lifestyle and their emotional eating, but it all takes time. So it's a subscription. It's just something that is ongoing. And every month I kind of have a new theme, but I'm also pulling back in the old concepts. Like think about when we were in third and fourth grade and we were learning our multiplication facts, we do our threes and fours. Suddenly we'd be working on our nines and tens and teacher would pull us back and do threes and fours again. And we can all multiply so well. I did the same idea with all of these sound bites. So they're all different, but the messages keep lacing in to create a memorization and a new habit. So as a business owner, because I knew that my ideal client was confused, very likely to be overwhelmed, to want the information, but feel intimidated. Sometimes time was in the way and she couldn't spend a half hour a week. Sometimes finances were in the wake and she couldn't spend $300 a month, but $15 a month to every day have me show up and encourage meets my client's pain point and solves the problem. I love it. I love it. I will be signing up. (laughs) That, and this is off topic and we'll talk about this later, but there are sort of off topic. Um, People with chronic illnesses often have dietary issues. Mm -hmm. I ha- I am supposed to be on some sort of a diet called a low FODMAP. Do you know what that is? I'm aware. And that's very restrictive. Yeah. I took one look at that and I went, I don't think so. <laughs> you know, I'm not doing it. I'm just not doing it. Mm-hmm. And so on the one hand, I'm sitting here saying, I really, and I can have, I don't eat. That's the other thing. I can have one meal last four meals, you know, because I'll take one bite and I'll go, I'm full. Mm -hmm. And that's it. You know, give it to um, my husband's son's name is Mike. And I'll say, oh, give it to Mikey. (laughs) You know, he can, he'll eat the rest of it. I can't eat. So you've got people that are saying, I really want to do this. I have a, I have a, relatively large stomach I look very heavy but I don't weigh very much and I cannot get rid of that stomach because I can't exercise so you've got people that because of their illnesses because of the things going on they really want to get healthy they really want to do the things you're talking about But then, and this may be excuses, but it also seems, but I have this issue. Yes. I have this issue. Yeah. How do you deal with those two things when they seem to be, you know, they seem to sort of bounce off of each other. And they, and they do. And so I know also people who are business owners who have chronic illness are fighters and smart. And we have a way of working around obstacles that present. Uh, I do want you to know once upon a time, I weighed 226 pounds, not pregnant before um, in the throes of my eating disorder. So I know what it's like to eat very little and to still have things not look like matching what you're eating. So 
first off, like to you, you have very low appetite and you can't exercise. Well, the, the good news is, is exercise is not part of the weight loss equation. It's truly just part of the healthy lifestyle equation. So if I can get you just eating, even you're starting out, we have to start somewhere. It doesn't have to be perfect, just bad perfect, just show up. But if I can get you to say, instead of white bread or regular bread, maybe buy these certain high fiber tortillas that are at every Kroger and Publix and Meyer, and make either a turkey and string cheese wrap or a ham and cheese quesadilla out of it, that's protein, fat, and fiber. And if that's your one meal, those three things are going to serve your body so much better than the short-term fix that the chocolate's doing, but it's not giving you any nutrients. So back to this, when we have chronic illness, and we all have a chronic something, I think that's part of what makes humans humans, but we're fighters. And those obstacles are just things we have to figure out a way around, and that's what we work to do. Okay. Makes excellent sense. I love it. And, yeah, no, I, I, I will give myself a kick in the butt. And I know that the listeners will, too. This makes so much more sense than so many of the people out there that say, you just got to do it, you know, and, and that doesn't work. Clearly. And, Look where we are. It clearly doesn't work. Yeah. Let's take a breath and switch gears now. Mm -hmm. And as the business owner that you are, as opposed to the nutritionist that you are, talk to us about some of the issues that come up for you with running a business and things that you have done that have made your business run more smoothly and effectively. Okay. Well, technology, both a blessing and a tremendous curse, but ultimately a blessing. So I am gifted in teaching, in writing, in being a visionary, in having ideas, in delivering a message. Um, I'm not gifted when it comes to details with a computer. So I had in my mind's eye how I want these three parts of Carpenter 180 to be delivered and where my brain is able to put it into a Google Doc, getting it from a Google Doc into a beautifully formatted something and delivered to the consumer is outside my wheelhouse. So what I had to do was realize I am going to have to outsource my weaknesses. And, I, and really, I just chose to celebrate where I'm strong and to laugh at where I'm weak. And my assistant is, I'm the air, she's the earth. And she loves to put things into a spreadsheet and she loves to send out emails and create email campaigns. So the, the beautiful thing that I did is I set Carpenter 180 up to be virtual and to be automated with the exception of my one-on-one -on -one work. However, all the communications outside of our conversations when they're one-on-one -on -one are automated. So that's a time saver. That's a huge time saver having all of these different automations for emails for all these if this then that scenarios are already created. Now it looks like impressive now that that's all running, 
I have where the SOS is an automated audio text that delivers right to somebody's text of their phone. That's now running. To get there was the opposite of easy. It yeah. was, I felt like I had a bruise on my forehead from hitting my wall, a head on the wall, because off of my website as a business owner, I had to have when somebody hit submit in the shopping cart, it had to trigger two things, the emails, and the audio text had to go right away. And then there's all these different if this, then that scenarios. And it seems like there's this phrase off of a website or an application that you can use to make your business easier. It's called a plugin. And in my head, that's like plugging the lamp into the wall. It's supposed to be a plugin. It's easy. Turns out, because I don't understand computers, that with that, it's more like you're building out an extra treatment room if you were, say, to be a physician. You have to think more in terms of walls and lighting, and it's going to take time. So the technology part was an investment in time where I had to slow down and do that right and be willing to be waiting to make profits and revenue so that I could get the automation correct so that now that I'm on this side of it, it's about providing ridiculous customer service and showing up in my community because the actual program is running on its own. Yeah, and, and I think that's one of the things I tell my clients all the time is that this is not, when you talk about creating something in automation, it's not going to be quick. Mm -mm. It is going to take time. It's going to take effort. You are going to get frustrated. Mm -hmm. But if you see it through, it's going to be wonderful. Mm -hmm. And even if, and, and like you, I have a wonderful team that I have gotten to the point where I just say, I want this, figure it out. <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm not doing it yeah. myself. But I want to know the steps that they are putting into place to figure it out. So at least I have to understand mm -hmm. what is going on in order to, because what happens if I lose one of my team members? I got to right. start all over again. Oh, and God, yeah. I don't even want to think about that, you know, but oh. people so often entrepreneurs, especially business owners who have some sort of chronic illness, we're already frustrated. We're already in pain, have short-term memories, all those different things. And we go, just one more thing. I can't take it. You know, so we don't, we don't see it through. Well, and so then what I, what I did to accomplish that, because I, Definitely will also sit into the spiral of overwhelm and then almost shut down out of, um, I'll just start twirling. I'll do a, a task that I think that's easier just so that I stay busy so that I don't do the important necessary tasks. Okay. So I, I want to talk about the messaging to my ideal avatar, but I first want to say that when I settled into, before I go to bed at night, setting out what three things can I do tomorrow that will move the business forward toward my ultimate goal? That 
simplified this thing, if I just do my three, because where I might want the membership portal up and running, and I might want this next course done, if I only focus on wanting that course done, it feels so overwhelming and big. But if instead I think, okay, right now I need to write the get on the waitlist email funnel system, or I need to write the congratulations, you're in, here's what's next email set. If I can settle into a productive something that's going to move that big task forward and just focus on doing that smaller thing that day, that helps me phenomenally. But what I wanted to add in here was that when you're beginning to even do that automation part, taking the moment to, to add to the list of three each day to design the look of your communication with your graphic designer, like to have your email signature or your email header, and then what font and what color, have somebody help you come up with a look because it's almost like your voice. So that feels overwhelming right now when I first give that idea, but if you spend the short investment of time and you slow down to do that well, you don't have to do it again. That part's done, that thinking's done. Take it off the plate and that's how your emails look from now on. Okay. The next thing is what do we write in these emails? If you can also take the time on the front end to talk to yourself, to decide who your ideal customer is, what their name is, what their career is, what kind of car they drive, where their house is, where they live, married, single, um, if they have kids or not, age, uh, what their favorite foods are, where they shop, what their struggles are. If you can take that time and really get to know that person. Mine, my avatar is named Jessica. And if I will stop and just tell myself when I get ready to write an email, that's going to be an automation, write to Jessica. And if my talk is to her, my messaging tends to be right on point. But if I'm trying to talk to everybody, those emails feel so overwhelming that you don't even want to do them. So, there's a system to get to where I could automate everything. Part of my getting there, part of my system was on the front side, slowing down to get the look and feel of the emails or the communications, to get my ideal customer, to have those things locked in, because then it made everything speed up. And it took away a lot of guesswork and a lot of that, I don't know if I'm doing it right. I don't know. It took away a lot of uncertainty and then once things are automated, this is the good news. Computer things are easy to go back in and take out words and phrases that don't work and insert words and phrases that might work better and test it. So once it's done, it's easy to kind of go back in and tweak a little. Yeah. And I think the part of that that makes a lot of sense to me too is that it, nothing is in stone. You know, once you've done something, you can make updates, you can make changes, you can say, well, this really isn't doing what I wanted to do, but I've got the, the framework in place. Mm -hmm. I just have to, you know, paint it or whatever, you know, and, and yeah. make it a little bit different and see whether that works. So you can tweak and, and that, and it doesn't cause the big major stress that getting it set up in the beginning causes. I love it. You're saying a lot of the same kinds of things that I say, which makes me feel good because it's like, oh, oh I do know something. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> because that's the imposter syndrome that you also talk about, you know, yes. is why would anybody listen to us? And, and so that will, we'll hold that for another time because believe okay. it or not, we are past our time. We, we've just been talking and I love every minute of it. But I do too. let me ask you a final question. And that it, well, two final questions. First of all, what have we not talked about that you absolutely want the listeners to hear? I just want them to know that today is a good day to start. And whatever conversation that we have had in this half hour, 45 minutes that activated that thought of, I need to make a change, whether it's health or business, today's a good day to start. No matter what you did a half hour or two hours ago, hearing this, if something stirred in you, consistency compounds, doing 1% every single day, you're letting time work in your favor to create massive change. Small changes right now can lead to phenomenal changes a year from now. I mean, people think losing two pounds a week is nothing. It's no big deal. It's too small. Over the course of a year, that's 96 pounds. Same thing with if I write one email a day, it sounds like nothing. But over the course of a month, that could be 20 or 30 emails. Start today, do it bad perfect. Fail forward, done is better than perfect. We are not perfect beings, nor will we ever be. So we need to realize that shaking off imposter syndrome matters. You have a voice, you have a platform. If getting healthier is part of what you need to do, I promise you it's the least selfish thing you can do. It's gonna make everybody you do life with have a better life. Because when you do better, everybody around you does better. Same thing, if getting your health in line is what you need to do to scale your business because you want to take that to the next level, again, your customers and clients are waiting on you to show up for them. So we need to get going. Today, right now, is a good time to start to move this thing forward. Just one little step. I love it. Thank you so much. Give us the ways to get a hold of you. Okay, everything is Carpenter 180. So Carpenter, C-A-R-P-E-N-T-E-R, and then you spell the word one, O-N-E, number 80, 80. So it's O-N-E 80. So the website is carpenter180.com. Go get your seven days of free SOS. It's worth it just for the seven free days so I can clear up food confusion. Put pigs fly in the checkout so that you get, or the coupon is what it is, so that you get the grocery list. Get those, because that's going to help you tremendously. Follow me the same way on Instagram and Facebook, Carpenter180. In Instagram, on the highlight section, on the stories, I show up every day showing protein, fat, and fiber, and I promise it's not chicken and broccoli. It's tortillas, it's muffins, it's waffles, it's pancakes, it's delicious foods that you want to eat. I just teach you how to sub out a few ingredients to get a better result. Perfect. That sounds great. Thank you so much, Suzanne. This has been an absolutely incredible chat today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I have learned so much for myself. I will jump over and get those checklists as soon as we're off the call because oh. I want them. Yes. And I know that the listeners out there are going to be saying yes to what you've been doing and saying too. So you know, hopefully you'll be getting a lot of people signing up for that. That's great. 
Listeners, I hope you've enjoyed this conversation as much as I have. Uh, You can hear this and all of our other shows on Thursday evenings at 5 p.m. Eastern at DontWaitTillPigsFly.com. And we look forward to talking to you again soon. We look forward to seeing the wonderful new things that you will have coming out in the future. I know there will be great things coming. And if anybody listening has some thoughts on what you'd like to hear going forward, let me know. Give me a comment. Share with me what would be, you know, of interest to you. And we will make it happen. Until next time, guys, get out there be productive, and soar higher. Take care, y'all, and have a wonderful day.